This is Mornings at the Roundtable. You're joined with me, John, and my other co-hosts, Safia and Chris. We're excited to talk to you today about the image of God. Thank you for supporting and listening to us. Good morning, John. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, Safia. Breakfast was pretty good today. I was wondering what we had, what I was actually eating. (laughs) John, tell us what we had. Let's just redo that. No, no, it's, that was funny. <laughs> We're keeping that in. <laughs> no, I don't want to keep that in. <laughs> I don't want to take that out. Ah, <laughs> uh, so we had um, <laughs> toast, toast with some scrambled eggs, almond croissants, of course, some coffee and orange juice. What coffee are we having today? Um, it's an Ethiopian blend, I believe. Yeah, it's a medium and dark roast blend. So it gives you that little bit of energy, but not too much where it's overwhelming. You have the jitters. Nice. And we did it out of uh, Chemex. Mm-hmm. So it's a slowly dripping coffee. And I guess there's oh, a whole boy. science behind how you pour it. And we kind of been reading up on <clears throat> it. So it's actually been a pretty good cup of coffee. It's been nice every time you guys make it. Yeah, it's I really like it. I, really I can just drink it black. That's what I've been yeah. doing. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, one of my friends said, if you can drink a cup of coffee, or black, like if you drink it black, then it's good. If you have to add stuff to it to make it taste good, it's not good coffee. Yeah, I also heard the same thing. And also, like, if you, if you can drink a cup of black coffee, you're reaching the age of life. Mm. I think middle age. So we're getting older. So I'm all, so we're old. <laughs> yeah. Super old. Yay. Yay. We're old. Um, So today we are talking about the image of God. Fun topic. Yeah. um, Yeah, I agree. So I can go ahead and start. Um, So when, when you all think of God, what image do you tend to get? Like a, a mental image, a feeling? What, what exactly is it for you guys? So, I don't know if you guys ever saw those Christian comic books that people would pass out back in, like, early 2000s. Do you, do you guys oh, ever yeah. see, mm-hmm. see those? Oh, yeah. I still get mm-hmm. those. Dude, so, they're called, they're called Chick Tracks because the guy who made up the ideas, like, his name is Chick. Um, or Trick. No, yeah, Chick. Chick Tracks. <clears throat> so, they're gospel tracks, you know, with the story in it, but sometimes they don't have a lot of words and stuff, but there's... <laughs> This image of a white dude, bald, with no face, and wearing a white robe on a throne. And he was God. And, like, there was light all around him. And so, (laughs) based off of those images I have from my childhood, um, is, like, what pops into my head immediately. Do I think that's what God looks like? Totally not. But that's the first thing that always pops in my head is the bald white dude with no face. <laughs> it's pretty weird. Kind of like looking Mr. Back. Clean or Yeah, kinda like Mr. Clean. <laughs> Just you know. But it makes sense because that's your first exposure, yeah. right? That was my first you know, so when I think God I just think of that those comics. 
from the, I don't know if they were written in the 80s or 90s or what, but Chris, what about you? Um, and this is where I differ in somebody's opinion. Like, like I said, I grew up in some sort of religious background to Christianity, like the sect of Christianity. And there was always that image where there was a tall, white, blonde dude with a beard. Um, but as I got older, I started realizing that maybe, maybe we just do that to have some sort of comfort of having some closeness with God. When I think about the image of God, I don't view him as a person or a being. I think it's beyond our mental capacity to have an image of God. I think it's more of a, of a feeling. I think it's essentially things that we see or we capture and we're like, wow, that is amazing. How is that possible? Or that is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. You know, it makes, brings tears to my eyes. I think those are all descriptions of God. I don't think God is necessarily something that we can center our focus onto. I think it's all around us to the point where it makes us understand that we're sublime in the bigger picture. Yeah. Uh, so I would say that God is all. That would be my best description of what God or the image of God would be. For you personally. Yeah, for my personal mm -hmm. uh, reference. Yeah, well, that makes sense. Because you were talking about when you were in the Catholic Church, how it was this one image. And I think definitely for me it's changed. Um, like when I turned 18, I feel like it's when I really started believing God for myself rather than what I was taught growing up. Mm -hmm. um, but what I always saw was that chick track, you know. Uh, but I think now when I think of God, I just kind of think of those moments that I spend with him. Yeah, like those know, moments not where necessarily, Yeah, not necessarily like what does he look like, but just the moments that I have with him. And I think about God, I think about those moments. And that's great because you put mm -hmm. the focus on God and, and less about the image of what mm -hmm. he looks like. Sure. Because you're creating that bond. Safia, what about you? Um, so I have like a similar thing because I grew up Muslim. So um, within Islam, we're never really taught to have an image of God that's considered. Um, it's, it's not really something that's in the Muslim tradition. We don't really have any paintings or photos of God. Um, but the way that I personally see it, I think it would be, like you guys said, it's more of a feeling, you know, knowing that there is something bigger than myself. Um, and if I were to have to like think of a visual image, I could only imagine it as light. Like that's the mm. only way I can actually see it because light is all encompassing and light, you know, when it touches things, it just gives it a different type of beauty. And so that's how I think I visualize if I would have to, it would just be light. So if you visualize God as being light, then what about, like a shadow or blackness or darkness what do you view that as because i'm curious because the you said the absence of light yeah so is yeah. it necessarily the positive and negative of it or well, is I, it i guess all if you want to get you know philosophical and metaphorical well, a shadow, we could a, shadow say that. a shadow would be not the absence of light but <laughs> a projection a projection of, you know, of light of light so it's yeah. part of it <clears throat> but we were just talking about like how we see yeah. god not yeah and i was just curious it was just a side question about it yeah, no, I, I don't think, like, 
like I said, it's just a, a mental image if I were to get one. Mm. Um, not so much in connection with what we see, I guess, on Earth as like just physical light, but it's the concept of light oh, that okay. I'm getting at. Um, so then, you know, kind of going along with this whole idea, um, how is God described in each of our scriptures? Um, you know, uh, yeah. John, did you want to go ahead and take this one? Um, so because <laughs> Christians believe that Jesus is God, we're followers of Jesus, um, we can kind of get an idea of that, that he is, um... He took the form of a man, a human being. Um, in Jewish culture then, it was kind of like, you know, you would wear the traditional robes that you would just, everyday clothing that people had back then, and sandals and belts and all that. Grow your beard out, Middle Eastern. Um, it's more than likely that he had long hair. Uh, a lot of Christians debate on that which is it's really not important at all um so jesus was from nazareth which means he was a nazarene something that the the culture of the nazarenes was that certain nazarenes would take this vow and they would be called the nazarites the nazarites had a vow where they wouldn't cut their hair they wouldn't drink alcohol um <clears throat> jesus was could have been a Nazarite for a time. We do know that he did drink alcohol at some point. So it's possible that maybe he did, you know, cut his hair at some points as well. But at the same time, short hair in Middle Eastern culture is different than, you know, a buzz cut for the military in our culture. And so we can get some ideas of what he might have looked like. But Isaiah 53 2 says that he was not someone that you would look at and think, wow this guy is like royalty you wouldn't you know give him a second look i can quote it exactly um so it's not something that he was like he grew up bef um he grew up before him like a young plant and like a root out of the dry ground he didn't have an impressive form or majesty that we should look at him no appearance that we should desire him um <clears throat> so it wasn't something where you're just drawn to him because of the way he looks it was just a normal looking dude um, we do know that he um, obviously is from the Middle East, so he wasn't this white guy. It's possible he had light-toned skin, but you know he wasn't a white guy with blonde hair and all that. Um, and it's interesting that American culture has portrayed that, or even um, Renaissance paintings have portrayed that mm -hmm. as well. <clears throat> he uh, he was strong. We do know that. So. Uh, he was a carpenter. He was, at one point in time, throwing over very, very heavy tables in the temple. Um, and he just did it in his anger. And so we do know he was strong. And so it kind of, like, has those. But a real specific way to form him, uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't give that. There is one verse that also says in the same chapter of Isaiah 53 that um, he was beat to a point where he didn't even look human. Um, so what about the Quran? Does it say anything about God or? Yeah, so the, <clears throat> excuse me, the actual physical appearance of God isn't really 
described in the sense because of the idea that God is infinite. There is no beginning, middle, and end. It's, he's all-encompassing. Um, and it's this idea that a human being isn't really capable of visualizing God because there's no point of reference that we've talked about before, too. Um, we have no point of reference for what God would look like. So the human imagination can't really imagine it because there's nothing to refer to, mm. to kind of build <clears> off <throat> of that. Um, but in Islam, God is described, um, and, and he's described with 99 names in particular, like, um, uh, so an example would be, he's known as Ar-Rahman and Ar-Rahim. Those are two very famous ways of describing, I guess famous would be the best way to put it, um, or, um, well-known ways of describing God within Islam. He's known as Ar-Rahman, which is the compassionate, and Ar-Rahim, which is the merciful. Um, and within the Quran, he's referenced to as such multiple times. So, like I said, very descriptive ways in describing God and his attributes. So that's how he's portrayed within Islamic. That's interesting. Wait, can you say those two words again? Yeah, Ar-Rahman and Ar-Rahim. And the... The literal translation of it? The compassionate and the merciful. Mm. Well, since you guys know so much about what God may or may not look like, what do you guys feel about his gender? Do you feel like he has a gender, or I even called him he? Or is it, do you feel that God has no gender? And then how do you feel that our religions have portrayed him as having or have not having a gender? Well, I know that scripture has definitely portrayed him as a male. Um, I don't know the reasons for that. Um, so in the New Testament, it talks about like God placed out order. Mm-hmm. And he's like, so there's order to everything. There's God, there's men, there's women, and there's children. And it goes in that order, right? And so it has nothing to do with one being better than the other. It's just when it comes to children, men, women, but it's just like there's this order. The man leads, the woman provides and helps, and the children follow. <clears throat> um, and so there's this kind of this idea, and that that the whole family, um, uh, what, philosophy, is that a good word to use? Could the- theology. Theology, yeah. It could be uh, <clears throat> definitely gone into deeper, but I'm just going over a quick pain over of that. Mm-hmm. Um and so, God, I do not believe, has a gender, but he does, believing that Jesus is God, he does come down as a man, which then does give him gender. Um, and so, putting those pieces together from the family portrait and the New Testament and Jesus, I could, you know, I could think, like, well, Jesus was coming in the order that it was to become. He was first came as, he was born as a child. And he was raised to a man to lead. And that could be, you know, why he uh, he chose that role for whatever reason. Um, but God does not have a gender, I don't believe. And I wonder why scripture calls him a he or gives him that masculine um, nouns, those masculine nouns, uh, pronouns. I think it's because um, it could be for many reasons, like the patriarchal... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like just everybody having <clears throat> this view of men 
And I wonder if the culture, if the culture was different back then, if God would come as a woman. Uh, you know, if Jesus would be a woman. I think that that's a question we'll never know the answer to, but it's interesting to think about. Um, but Jesus did come as a man, and so we believe that. Um, and so it's because God created us, you know, he's, he's got attributes of men or men have attributes of God in them in a certain way and women have also attributes of God in a certain way. And so it's an interesting question, you know, about how scripture was written. I don't know what you guys think about it, but the scripture definitely paints him as a man, but we don't really know why. But we, we can come to the conclusion that God himself does not have a gender. Mm -hmm. Jesus as God becoming a human does choose a gender male i think that uh i think a lot of it had to do with during that time because if if jesus came in in your belief if jesus came as a woman she would probably be known as like a heretic and stoned to death um i think that it it's easy for people just mainly in that society to swallow yeah. if a male comes in as a a savior because yeah. he's and known context. as a dominant role yeah. during that time yeah. um in my faith particularly i don't feel that and that's it's that's where i have confusion it's like i can't imagine god in a human form because in my belief if god is all things then there's no possible way that human form or it can, can we can even conceptualize God coming as a, a being, mm -hmm. um, and I don't think God has a male or female um, attributes. In fact, I think when we leave this world, we won't even have a female or male attribute. Yeah, that's a good that's like that's a good thing to bring out because I I wonder about the yeah, same like, thing. There's a book I'm I'm supposed to be reading with a friend soon, where it talks about that's called um, Mere Sexuality, mm -hmm. and it goes into all that. And so I'm interested to learn from that uh to see what because i've never heard anyone talk about that like when we go to heaven will we ourselves have gender right will are we, we a soul are we like what's are our we consciousness or, yeah because jesus says that we're not going to have any romantic relationships in heaven yeah okay. and so it's something it's something interesting but so sophia what what does islam say about the gender of god so the word Allah um, is gender neutral in the Arabic language. There is no masculine or feminine for that word. Um, and no, like, that's why I think, um, you know, God chose this language as a way to um, show himself to humanity in the sense that it's a very um, nuanced language. There's a lot of pieces um, and words that can have dual meanings and I think that's part of the beauty of the Arabic language but Allah is a singular word and it stands alone in the idea that God is one um, and there is no uh, gender assignment for God in Islam he is considered and like I say he because that's how I have to describe him in English. Yeah. Um, well, sorry, did you finish no, with that? You know, okay. Yeah. So there's no gender. You you bringing that out about Allah having um, not given male or female made me look this up. Um, Yahweh is the Hebrew word for God. Mm -hmm. And it's um, 
has both female and male grammatical endings. Interesting. Isn't it? Yeah, that is interesting. Um, there's also this belief, you guys have heard, we talked about this, you've heard about the Shroud of Turin, mm-hmm. Turin um, where there's a negative image on burial clothes of a man who died. <laughs> a lot of people believe it to be Jesus. Um, other scientists have said that it is a fake. Um, but they said that it was like the image of like almost like a photograph, a negative, you know, Mm -hmm. of Jesus, you know, of God, um, which is an interesting kind of thought. Um, whether it's real or not, people have put it up since it's a negative, they've turned it into a photo with, with new technology. And they have this picture of what Jesus looked like, what some believe Jesus to look like, um, which is kind of interesting that they would place that picture. Now, what do you guys think about having a picture of God? I don't know if the shot of tur- Turnin is um, right or wrong, or if it's true or a fake, you know? It's in Italy right now at a museum. Um, but it's an, interesting, it's an interesting idea because the Catholic Church has so many paintings and sculptures of Christ, and Christians try to stay away from it. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, we have all these storybooks of Jesus as this white guy, you know, like comic books and all that, which I think is also interesting. And then the Renaissance paintings and paintings in Africa of Jesus. And he just is different in each culture, what he looks like, which is, of course, normal and expected. Um, but is it wrong to have a picture of God? Is that blasphemous? Is that the wrong focus? What do you guys think? Do you want to take this one first, or shall I go first? Um, I don't know. It's up go, to you. Go ahead. Um, I think that when you have an image of God, or any given image of something that's important to you, and you focus on the image so much to where you forget the purpose of why you're absorbed, or that image is important to you, mm-hmm. I feel like that kind of fades away. You dissolve all importance of it mm-hmm. you almost worship that thing into making it an idol and that's even in your religion idolism is not okay yeah. yeah even in islam idolism is not okay i think an image of god is something of a little bit of arrogance that we can have an idea of what god may look like but i also think it's very dangerous because you spend so much time focusing on an image that you lose the ability to praise what's around you that is God. I think, like I said before, my belief is different than most people's or than yours and Sophia's, but in my belief, if everything is God, then we should be praising everything around us. I'm not talking about, like, cars or the materialistic things that we have. I'm talking about, like, the sky or the fact that our universe and our earth is at a rotation and it's catastrophe all around mm-hmm. us. There's any point where our earth can go and pull into the sun, but the, it's not. So it's kind of like this organized chaos that's beautiful so do you and mean, it's because of God. Do you mean worship creation or do you mean be grateful for creation and, and appreciate it? I think a little bit of both. I think that I'm not saying go and start like praying to the butterflies or the bees. Um, but I think that sitting down and even meditating 
with their surroundings around you. Like, you know, say you go meditate at a waterfall. You're sitting there, you're in deep thought. You're grateful of everything around you. That's worshiping God, I believe. You're you're grateful that you're there. You're grateful that you're in this yeah. peace, harmonious uh, setting. And you're part of it. Like, yeah. you're part of God's image. God's... Um, world Mm -hmm. so give praise to that be thankful for what you have and enjoy it but i think when we focus on something so much like a picture or an image or a cross or even even if we focus on prayer beads so much to where we're just focusing on the prayer beads you're missing the point of the prayer Mm. or if you worry about your rug so much before you kneel down to pray on it you you're not really doing your prayer to God. You're selfish in your intentions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's mainly what we need to stop focusing on is those selfish intentions that we're doing something like this in order to make ourselves feel good instead of enjoying the moments that we have that mm-hmm. God has given us. Yeah. Someone was describing paintings to me um, just the other day, and they said paintings are different from a photograph because you can manipulate light and colors and um, a stroke of the brush in a certain way, and if the light shines on the painting in a certain way and it's in a certain frame, it can bring this emotional feeling. And so he said paintings are very powerful um, to where it can do that. And so I know that there's been times where I've seen a painting where it's brought me to this point of meditation where it's shown this emotion that I haven't realized before, and I've been like, huh. And then it would make me think to God about that new thing I would feel and discover mm-hmm. almost in that painting. And so I don't, <clears throat> I definitely see what you're saying and I, I agree with parts of it. Um, but that people can miss the point um, about why they have the painting or the sculpture or whatever it may be, the image of God that they can start to think that that's the image of God. And it's like, remember that this is not God. God is not bound in a box or in a, in a brush or in a, in a stone, you know, he's, mm-hmm. he's outside of it all. Um, yeah, no, so I have a very similar, I guess, point of view to you two as well. And the idea that we can, um, you fall into a slippery slope when you have, images of God because you fall into that idea of are you worshiping the image or are you actually worshiping God Mm -hmm. and I think having a separation between those two things is very important um, as far as your own spirituality goes so I I don't think that images of God um, should be a thing personally Um, just because I think it's really because exactly what you were saying paintings can elicit emotions so those emotions are you mistaking them for this is God like this painting Mm -hmm. is God or are you appreciating the painting itself like right and I think we can never know someone's heart behind it oh yeah totally you know and so I I don't think that it's necessarily wrong yeah I would just be like I'd be like oh yeah I mean and you can have that painting in your church, but... Yeah. And in the same time, like, I think it's amazing that, you know, in some Christian churches, they have paintings and sculptures, and they're just breathtaking, 
and the way that they can carve out marble and to look yeah like you know david or, or things like that Th- they're beautiful in the aspect that i'm like this is created by a person. Like, a person yeah. did this amazing thing. And, like you said before, there's certain paintings you've looked at and you've gotten an emotional, like, trigger from, and they're amazing. And that's okay. I just think that at some point you have to detach from that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know the correct time in which you change it from enjoying its passion and idolizing its passion. Yeah. Well, it's interesting that because you mentioned a little bit of both of worship and appreciation for creation, mm-hmm. and I think that that you shouldn't worship the painting, or let, let's just use a painting as an example. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't worship a painting of God, but you can appreciate it. And I think that we should do the same for creation because you mentioned that uh, earlier. Creation can bring this this awareness of God. Because it's, you know, it is his and it is what he has created and his presence is in it. And you can see because scripture says that the rocks cry out and worship God and that the trees and the birds sing for the glory of God just by, just by living. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when we're in creation, yeah, that's cool, right? No, it's totally cool. Well, because Chris and I often have this conversation of do rocks have feelings? Oh, yeah. And, I, I, and you know. <laughs> I've I've often let me clarify because I I've think often, they do she does I often have very been bullheaded and believing they don't because it's a rock it's a stone and I don't want her to I don't want to admit that she's right <laughs> um, but she brought up a good point you know when a, when a rock gets so much pressure pressure excuse me it fractures in mm. steam or, or sound comes out. It um, that it cracks just like after if we're under enough pressure we crack, we crack. <laughs> and it's funny that even in, in I've never thought about that honestly right. and I don't know if I can hold a belief towards that but it's interesting it's very interesting and, and, and it's a different perspective mm-hmm. and um, even in Islam everything's precious so when you and Safi and I talk about this even the smallest things if you were to step on ant you can hear an ant cry into heaven mm. And it's like, it takes that encompass of treat everything as God's creation, you know, with respect. Yeah. yeah, you don't want ants and spiders in your house crawling everywhere. But instead of immediately exterminating them, think of an alternative way to getting rid of it into where it's not, they're not dying and you're not dying. When the prophet would go into war, he would tell his, his believers and the followers who, when he was going into war, he would tell them, don't step on the trees or don't step on the shrubs because all those things are very important. And when you think about an ecosystem, you realize how important the rocks are. Right. You know, well, people rocks, are fracking away at mountains. Well in, Romans, well, in Romans 1, it says that the people began to worship creation instead of the creator. And so when you guys talk, when you talk about the image, uh, the painting, and you're like, Remember, this isn't God. You can appreciate this, yeah. exactly. but this isn't God. Right. I think we. I think that we should do the same for creation. We definitely should appreciate it because right. in Genesis it says that man was put here on the earth to take care of the earth, right? Not to abuse it. And um, but Romans one says, don't worship creation. You know, so when you go out and and meditate, it's like, oh, please enjoy what God has created for you. Yeah, you know, kind of like your own garden, exactly. But uh-huh. don't, but don't worship it. And right. so, like art and culture and statues and paintings, mm-hmm. all these stuff, 
God's like, please enjoy it. What what comes to your head when you think of me? Paint it out. Or what? Do you have a song? Just write it. Play it. Um, but remember, that's not that's me. That's, that might be a little picture of me. Maybe that, maybe there's an emotion there that is a part of me, but it's not me. But that's not me. Yeah. You know. So yeah. that's I think, what I, I love God. I think he's <laughs> very very humorous in yeah. his aspects. Just like when we were talking about before we started this podcast was like you know. Moses wanted to see God mm-hmm. so bad. So God gave him his backside as he's walking away. <laughs> you know, it's just like, I'll show you a piece of me, yeah, but you won't have the full picture. Mm. That's for when you pass from this world to the yeah. next. You know, so I... That's in Exodus 33, right? I, th- I believe so. Exodus 33, 18, yeah. So I think um, it's amazing to think about... And I also love the Quran because, like, in most of his passages, it describes what God is. You know, merciful. He's a being of, of mercy. He's a being of understanding that, that though you may estrange from the wrong way, but he'll guide you to the right way. But this, if you only ask. So, in a, in a way, in the Quran, it pretty much, God's like, you're free to make your own choices. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm going to guide you. So you're really not free to make your own choices. <laughs> so it's kind of, he's humorous in that way. Like, yeah, you know, I'll give you your choice, but not really. I'm still going to be there to help you along. That's an, that's an interesting topic, free will. We should, t- we should have an episode about that. We should yeah, totally yeah, have a free will. Yeah. Really yeah. yeah. yeah, that, that would be a great episode. Cause, um, but anyways, back to, back to what God's image is. Yeah. Um, I think I would be more <coughs> impressed with, the ability of his or Allah's speech than his looks. I think, yeah. You know, that's interesting. That that actually reminds me in Revelation, it describes Jesus in a very poetic way. Um, he's holding candlesticks in his hands. He's wearing a white robe. His face is unseeable. He has flames, uh, it's, but it, but it, there's this poetic form that says a sword is pulled out of his mouth. But we believe that to mean that his words mm-hmm. have power. And mm-hmm. it's a real poetic way of saying that, you know, his words are what is everyone's paying attention to. Yeah. Yeah. He's like a sword pulled out of his mouth. Because yeah. as a kid, I was like, I took that so literal. I was like, cool. Yeah, <laughs> spitting swords. And I, I was, I remember we had plays, we had toy swords at our house and I would like put it in my mouth as far as I could, you know, which is not very far. And yeah. then I would be like, I'm going to pull it on my, on my mouth, bro. And I'd like pull the sword out. And my parents were like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm being God. <laughs> you know, because he pulls a sword out of his mouth. They're like, what? What? <laughs> what are you talking? What are you about? reading? Well, you know, it's, it's a well-known like, um, like uh, literary saying. Like, yeah. your words cut me like a knife. Yeah, no. You know? There's so the proverb says there's there's life and death in words. You mm-hmm. can bring someone life or death. Anyway, so yeah, no, you're totally right though about the um, you're less like wondering about what God looks like and more about. What is he gonna say to me when I see him face to face? Yeah, yeah. What's gonna happen? There's oh, a song. you've done some bad things. <laughs> <laughs> There's a song called "I Can Only Imagine," which is really famous for having that. I can only imagine 
what that day will bring. Oh, yeah, I think I've heard, You've that, heard that. Yeah, so yeah. it's all about that first moment when you see God. And uh, they made it into a movie. I never saw the movie, but... <coughs> Bless you. Um, <coughs> Bless you. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, so in Revelation, it does describe Jesus really specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it's all poetic, and so it's... And it's real mysterious, and it's not... I don't think it's literal at all, and so I don't know if that's... If you would want to go into that or not. But it's... um, It's interesting. But yeah, his words are definitely... Seeing the seeing God, or what God looks like, or what Jesus looks like, is far less important than what He's trying to speak to all humanity. To convey, yeah. You know, and the image of God is the idea of God, and um, that sorts. Um, well, I mean, let's just let's get on to that topic. I mean, you believe in the image of God. Um, what does that even mean to you? Like, uh, what does that mean in your beliefs? What does the image of God mean? So, in Genesis, from Genesis to um, throughout Scripture, it's taught that humans are created in the image of God. Yeah, Genesis like, 1 and 27. Mm-hmm. And then also um, Genesis 5 and 9 and James 3. Um, so, it's this idea of that when God created Adam, the first man, he breathed his breath into him. And so it's like, okay, so does God have a mouth? Literally, or what does that mean? And again, then you can think about the literal idea of what God looks like. But it says that he breathed life into Adam, the first man. And when he did that, he brought something that he no other creation has and then it says in 127 we are god said let us make man in our image according to our likeness and let them rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth god created man in his own image in the image of god he created male and female he created them um, in Genesis 5, it says, This is the book of generations of Adam. In the day when God created man, he made them in the likeness of God. Um, in, in 1 Corinthians 11, it says, um, He is the image and glory of God. Genesis 9 says, Whoever sheds man's blood, by man his blood shall be shed, for the image of God he made man. And so it even goes into the idea of, and then later in 1 John, that if you kill somebody, you have killed someone that is a part of the image of God, and that is the worst thing you can do. Um, there's also another verse that says, "If you love, if you say you love God but hate your brother, you're a liar, because you can't see God, but you can see God in your brother, and you don't love your brother." It's mm, very interesting. I often wonder about because um, we talk about Adam and Eve occasionally, but I don't really see, and maybe I'm not looking hard enough but i don't really see a lot of images of adam and eve you know you mean as in paintings or like yeah a, as in painting there's there's some um it's but there's there more like gar- there's more like gardens than there right. are things of adam and eve you know right um but there's some renaissance paintings of them in the in the garden but it's like it's more of like an idea 
the image of God, being created in the image of God is like the idea that we have similarities to God that nothing else does. Like a likeness. Like a likeness. Like we can create. God can create. We can create. I think we can, can we create. Can we create or can we imitate? We can replicate. Yeah. Like well, yeah, we're not, we're not, we're not um, creating nothing or from something, something from, from right. something from nothing like right. God is, but, right. but we can, we have like, man, we're creating AI, to- AI technology. They just, uh, another country just made another citizen. That's AI. It's not a real person. Saudi Arabia. Yeah. And they're like, we have a new citizen. That's AI technology. There's, um, which is the very f- scary. It's terrifying because you see the, you have these conversations and I would recommend anybody to look up, um, how dangerous this stuff is because on YouTube they have AI where they're communicating with each other and yeah. it's two just basic heads they're very humanistic looking um, in the middle of the conversation they have to shut it off because they start talking about world domination and it, and the extinction of humans and how they should take get rid of the human race are you finding that video software Oh no no! I wasn't finding that video. What well, Terminator? Yeah, it's like the to Terminator. To make sure that the citizen that you were talking about, I think. Well, there's an, even made... another AI going to space. The first right. AI mission to space is happening soon. Well, anyway, I say it all to say that we we're creating things that yeah, I was are unimaginable or only imaginable, um, and we have and we can create feelings in people through songs, through paintings, like I was talking about earlier. Um, that's something that God does, and we have that. And then each one of us has a gift. Some people have the gift of speaking. Some people have the gift of being a doctor. Some people have the gift of just going into a house and electric uh, electronics and working on it and fixing on it and like being like, oh, I can see the problem. Let me do this. And each person has their own gift and their own purpose for being alive. I truly believe that. Okay. So and I believe that's because we're in the image of God. You found it. Yeah, it's uh, talking to. Uh Oh, it's funny, Sophia. Yeah, it's Sophia. It's not Sophia, but um, <laughs> uh, Sophia. Thank goodness. <laughs> but um, it's on YouTube, and it's, we talked to Sophia, uh, the AI robot that once said it would destroy humans. Um, so I'd recommend people looking at that. Gosh, checking out and yeah, it's 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 very terrifying because you know it's it's something that we create without the like knowing the ramifications of what we're doing. Um, but yeah, back to what we were talking about, uh, something from nothing. I'm, I'm, we've tried to do something in those situations, and we came up empty-handed. Mm-hmm. It's because we can merely replicate something and try to yeah, copy it. Yeah, because we're, we're not God. Exactly. But, but, we, but we can test those limits. But we can, we can, we do test the limits. Yeah. Um, but we can think something and make it a reality. Which exactly, is, which is amazing. Which is, a, which is, um an attribute from god i don't think that makes us god-like no like as in like we're gods ourselves Mm -hmm. i don't think that's what that is no but it's like you know it's we 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 have something from god that he's given to each one of us to be able to to think something and Mm -hmm. be able to do it um so for instance though this is another reason why christians are known for being life advocates and all that kind of stuff because throughout scripture one of the main points is this that um, everybody is created in the image of God. Everybody deserves respect, no matter what they believe, no matter how much you disagree. Everybody deserves to be loved because a part of God is within them. And humans don't respect each other. You drive down the street and you're like, you immediately 
alienate the person who cuts you off and have this feeling and emotion towards them that isn't as if they weren't human because you can't see them you know that's also another thing they could have killed you that's also you're very frustrated which you have the right to be if it's a crazy driver you know but you know what i'm saying like there's just hu hu humanity Thank versus you. humanity is this really consistent thing from cain it's it says in the scripture that cain built a city he built a foundation for the world of thinking huh i want you dead so i'm gonna do it to his brother abel right even though that you're created in the image of god i don't think that that image of god should be around yeah seems and very so arrogant yeah and aspect. so and so first john says that if you say you love god but you can't love the people around you then you're a liar right because god is with the people around you it's taken a, it's taken me and just speaking for myself to be able to be comfortable with people that do wrong to me mm. and not think um that they're jerks mm. um but yeah if if i thought of it in that aspect like god every if image of god is in everybody then if i hate that person it's almost like i'm hating god exactly then I, I would see how some Christians would believe, well, I can't think like that because that person is part of God. Mm -hmm. And if I No matter how much that, I disagree yeah, or I'm against them, yeah. that person was created by God. Right, and I can't, I can't uh, be upset with them. But then, I mean, you run into other aspects of life that... Not to, <sighs> not to, say, that it's not to say that you don't have the right to be upset about things, right. you know. Or, you know... But what, what, about the, what about the Quran, though? Does it say anything similar to that idea? Well, I mean, it just gives the description of, like, you know, they're in the Quran 59, 22, 24. It gives, like, a full description of what God is or what he does. You know, he's hidden in the well. He opens his love. He's a giver. He's merciful. Um, he's also the controller, you know. Uh, he's a source of peace, serenity, and guarding over all. So in that aspect, he guards everything and all people um, with the same amount. No one's higher or lower, except God is the only one that's above all. Mm. Um, but there's there's 99 ways to describe God in the Quran, and there's no description of what he looks like. And I'm okay with that because, like I said, well, before, does it does, does it describe God creating man? Yeah, but um, the idea of God's creation of man is not so much that we were created in His image. I see. That's the thing is, I don't. I'm not sure if I understand this is a literal image in the Christian doctrine. No, it's it's more of like we're just similar to God and how we live. So, so it's not really what. It's not really physical. It's not like looks. he has two arms, two legs. Oh, because that's you know, what I was eyes. thinking. That's because, what I was thinking yeah, as well. Because, because no. Jesus being God. Yeah, and okay. That's, that's interesting. And yeah. then, and no, no, no. It's not so much like that. I mean, it could mean literally, but what we take it to mean, you know, so God has his mind. Mm -hmm. He has these thoughts, these things where he's like, oh, I want to I wanna create an earth, so I'm going to make it a reality. Um, he has his emotions where he's like, I created the earth, but they only, all they do is have wars with each other. This hurts me. This makes me angry. There needs to be love. And then there's his, um, so, and then there's his, there's his will. 
where he's like, this is the way it must be. There must be love. This is the way that it was supposed to be. And this see, is my plan. Right. And so now humans have the same thing. We have our mind where we think, okay, I got to get groceries tomorrow. I got to do this. I got to do this. We have our will. We write it out. We plan. We work towards our goals. We, you know, we, um, we improve on ourselves. And then we have our emotions. Man, I'm in love with this person. Or, man, I'm enraged with this political candidate. Right. And so ju- that's just like God. Um, so you're saying God has, and this is where I, I just want to. No, I would say okay. humans have, have God like. Okay, so humans. I would not okay. say God has humanistic. Correct. Things. That's probably the best way of, of, of pointing out. And I apologize. That's yeah, okay. Sorry about that. um, so humans have the emotional qualities of God. Yeah. And see, this is where I have confusion because it's like I, I can imagine a human, and there's a story I don't remember in the Bible where. The devil and God have this wager where they're basically messing around with this one guy's life. Uh, well, the Job. devil is Job. Yeah. And uh, the devil's like, I bet he'll change his mind. He won't follow you. And yeah. God's like, Try him. He's always gonna follow me. And they try him. <laughs> yeah. So they basically yeah. play with this guy. Yeah. Both of them. It's because God's well, watching it. Well, so what happens is he gives them all those things in ten full, but at the same he time, he says you can, you can. Test him all you want. Don't, right. Don't kill him. Right. But I mean, come on. He like literally wipes out his fields. Yeah. Kills his whole family. Yeah. And he, <laughs> he's on the brink of like starving and dying. And he's like, all right, that's enough. You know. I just. It's it's a that is a really complicated story book. Yeah. It's forty chapters of, or maybe forty one. Of God and the devil speaking. Right. And then you seeing the results through Job's life. And it's like, what the heck? But then at the end of the book, God says to Job, Job, were you there when I breathed life into man? Were you there when I gave, when I let the Leviathan swim in his pool? You know, which the Leviathan is the giant sea creature that some believe to be the, what's that movie? Kraken? Are you talking about the Kraken that lives underneath the sea? Um... What's that movie? The the great it's Greek. The, um, sorry. Maybe it's maybe it's the Kraken, uh, but the golden like, the white fleas. horse or not the white horse, but it's the the, the giant seahorse. What's that movie called? Pegasus Hercules. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like. <laughs> so I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. Like, the, <laughs> the water horse that. Maybe it's the water horse. Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The water horse. Legend of the Deep. That was a, that was a good movie as I remember. I, I saw that, that up. I've never seen I that saw that movie. for like my tenth birthday, I think, with my dad. That was a good memory. It just popped in my head. <laughs> um, so like this giant sea creature, and then God's like, "Where were you when I put the stars and I spread them across the universe? And where were you in these moments?" And and because Job is like, "Why are you letting me? Why are you letting this happen?" Right. <laughs> and he's but like, and so God basically says all this stuff, and he's like, "I have been protecting you and planning." to protect you and all this and I, and it's really deep and theological and I think that that might be a little bit too off topic and heavy for this it mm-hmm. is a good question right. it is a good conversation that we should have that people should be asking like god what is going to mm-hmm. but when it when job is there he's created in the image of god just as every other man and god values that and he wants us to value that and Death is never a part of God's plan, but it's inevitable. Like we're, I mean, 
Yeah, this is another topic we should talk about as far as like death. heaven, hell, heaven, hell, yeah, death. all that. Yeah. Well, yeah. So to bring it back, okay. um, God, mankind is not a literal like two arms, two legs, okay. two eyes. And that's I'm glad you that you clarify that yeah, because it's it's just the it's just that we have these characteristics of God. Not God has human characteristics, but humans have characteristics of God. And so, for instance, the inner desire for justice, when you see some um, injustice on the news, you're, you have this desire for justice. That's a God-given characteristic that's placed in humans. Um, when you see um, a love story happen, or you're falling in love, and you're like, ah, oh, this is beautiful, I love this, I want this to work out. It's a God-given characteristic, because God creating man is the greatest love story you know so what about the bad the bad feelings that, that we the have? bad feelings so the anger um yeah, or jealousy. jealousy those are those are all normal and they're they're things that god goes through so scripture says that god is a jealous god and that's why he yeah. doesn't want us to have idols right he's like why would you worship another god that doesn't even give you any help i'm the greatest thing for you why would you mm. want anything besides me he's like i'm jealous of your attention i love you I love what I've created and I see who you are in your purest form and it's beautiful and I'm crazy about it. And you don't want to spend time with me, your creator, when all I want to do is spend time with you. One person That's said this to me. One person said, God has given me my direction in life and so we don't, so there's not much that I hear from God. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I was like, Re- rewind a little bit. God isn't here to give you direction. He is, but that's not all he's here for. He wants a relationship with you. Yeah. He wants to talk to you. He wants yeah. to know how you're doing, how you're feeling. And that's all. The reason why we have relationships with other people like that is because that's a God-given characteristic. And so when we say that we are created in the image of God, is that animals aren't like, hey, how are you? <laughs> you know? Do we know this, though? Do, yeah, that's <laughs> Do we know this? No. Because they greet there's each like, other. They greet each other. They love each other. But it's like, you know, and there's all that kind of stuff. But, you, but I mean, like... um. Like this, this family orientation and this relationship and friends and hanging out and getting together and creating stuff, dude. Like going out for a pool table game with some friends and just talking and like if there's this relationship and this bonding moments with good people, having meals with you guys um, for the podcast. It's Aww. yeah, it's this <laughs> moments. It's the moments that I believe God has created because He's like, this is what I want you to have. Yeah. This is this is something that I desire, that I love, and I think is beautiful, and so I'm going to put it and place it in with you. So it's you this, see what I'm this idea that God needs human love doesn't really exist um, in this song. Yeah, I don't. That's not. I don't think. I don't want to portray that because um, I don't think that's what it is. Because you just said God's a jealous God. God, right. God wants your love. Right. Wants you to worship Him. Because within Islam, but God Islam, does not they want need, you to worship them. God doesn't, God doesn't need God doesn't need beings. it. No, he doesn't, he doesn't need human but beings. But when he created human beings, he wants them to praise him too, though. He doesn't need us, but he does. So, okay, so this is something that Islam doesn't believe, but the Trinity, which is a whole, whole other huge, huge topic. topic. Yeah, mathematically, <laughs> religiously, scientifically, it's <laughs> a huge topic. Um, but... God, the Holy Spirit, Jesus—we believe they are the same person, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but there's there there's there three different bodies. So God would be the mind, like I was talking about earlier. The Holy Spirit would be, or the mind, the mind and will. 
the Holy Spirit would be the emotions and then Jesus would be the body of God, right? Mm -hmm. And so, like, that's the idea. Um, God has this perfect relationship with his trinity, Mm -hmm. with himself. He has a perfect relationship with himself. And so he's experiencing it. And so when he created human beings, he was like, oh, I have this perfect relationship. And it satisfies me and it's amazing and it's beautiful and it's lovely with myself. I want you to experience that. And so that's a, that's, that's a lot. I understand. Yeah. I, I get <laughs> that's a lot. That's a lot. I but, mean, we'll come back to that. Yeah. But like, do you, do you get the idea that when I say the, we're created in the image of God, I don't mean like the physical, physical. right? No, I mean, I, understand. I mean, attributes, attributes, characteristics, mm-hmm. um, which I still have a little bit yeah, of a I difficulty under, uh, yes. not necessarily understanding, but well, connecting those with, two. But we, yeah, we, yeah. What, what's obvious, we're yeah. not going to agree. <laughs> Um, but I just wanted to um, put out there that I appreciate um, Safia. I appreciate your opinions on Islam and your relationship with God and how you've kind of opened and reiterated certain things that I didn't even know about. Um, John, I definitely really appreciate you um, even fully describing you know what God images to you and to your faith. I felt like sometimes we hear certain things. And we automatically presume that it's what we think when in actuality it definitely wasn't today. Like mm. the image of God I didn't know was characteristics that we have, traits mm. um, that we take from God. Um, I thought it was more of the physical sense in the aspect. So I appreciate you uh, on this podcast so. describing that. Yeah, And I think that everybody is um, awesome. I think... Everybody's opinion does matter. Everybody's thoughts and their religious backgrounds. And if you have the ability to, like, speak upon it, do it. Talk to your friends about it. Um, yeah. Uh, any final thoughts for you guys? I just want to tell you that I thank you for having breakfast with me and talking to me about it. Yeah. Breakfast was good today. That's yeah. a good talk. It Definitely. Was. Thank you to you guys as well. I think that we can all agree that the main point is not necessarily what God looks like, mm-hmm. but knowing God. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. And so if you're listening out there and you're like, oh, you know, what does God look like and all this sorts of stuff? Um, just just say a prayer. Call out to God and be like, God, I want to know you. Because um, even like Moses, he, like you were saying, Chris, you know, he's he's not good. He's going to be like, all right, here I am. <laughs> Show you my backside. <laughs> that <laughs> that is just funny. joking. Yeah, I'm, next, I'm sure that... Next time we're going to have to talk about is seeing, believing you and I have had this oh yeah um, I, I often have conflictions mm. with that and it'll be a great conversation to talk about because I know some people prefer because it's a good it, piggyback off yeah, of this yeah. the image of God mm. is yeah. seeing do you have thing. faith enough that you, if you don't see God do you believe that you would know? be good that would like be fun physical yeah. Yeah. I always have to think of another breakfast to make <laughs> for that I think it's going to be a hearty breakfast because it's going to be a lot to swallow as far as Pancakes. Yeah. Pancakes. Pancakes. Oh, yeah, that sounds good. Pancakes? I'm, I'm full from this, but pancakes with you guys sounds great. Yeah. Um, thank you for joining Mornings at the Round Table. This has been a great time. Thank you for eating breakfast with us and drinking our coffee. We hope that you enjoy the rest of your day.